Ian, you've had a big couple of weeks and maybe even a big year yourself. Tell us all about it. So uh, the FLA was about three weeks ago there and I was in two competitions in the All-Ireland and I was in the miscellaneous and the storytelling and uh, thankfully I won both. Okay, what was that like? It wasn't your first time. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, I won the storytelling in the FLA the year before and um, I also did um, competitions in the community games and lots of other competitions, for example, Fesh Matthews competition in Cork, Cork City. Um, so in that I did lots of um, kind of um, poetry and recitation and also some of them was in Irish. So okay, okay. And uh, Miss Lenny, what's that exactly? So it's a competition for any instrument that doesn't have its own competition. So I was against violas, double bass, melodicas, um, mandolas and loads of other instruments. I played the single accordion. Okay, and how did you find out? Was it a bit intense or...? Uh, well, yeah, it was stiff competition, and there was a and like there was people from loads of other places. I was against two or three people from Scotland, and one or two people from England too. So, yeah, it was and it was very pretty stiff competition. Rian, eleven years old, you're interested in storytelling. I don't hear many eleven year olds interested in it. Where did it come from? Well, from a very young age, I always loved performing, and I kind of started with poetry or recitation and my stepmom had a drama school so I used to go to that like every Wednesday and we'd just do drama and me my dad my stepmom and I used to always go to the flats and there'd be music there of course and then sometimes Paula my stepmom and I used to sneak out to the storytelling competition and I said sure I'd have a go with this but then Covid struck there was no flats no music and then in 2022, when COVID was like pretty much over, I said to Paula and my dad, I'd love to do this. So I had to go at it and Paula wrote me a story and it turned out great. OK, it takes a lot to tell a story well and to keep people's attention. Francis, mm-hmm. I also have Francis Kennedy here with us. <laughs> Francis, I'm sure you can also agree with that. Oh, yes. But, do you know, it is great to see the young lineage coming up and they're carrying the baton. Um, you had... Eamon Kelly, of course, the same countryside, Glyn Flesk, back that way as well. Storytelling is alive and well when you have the young tellers like um, uh, like Reen here and we have the Storytelling Festival in Lestol where we have Tan Creed from Bale as well, a lovely young storyteller. He'd be the teenage years now and we have um, Anthony Hanlon um, which, who's into his 20s now and it's great to see that line of storytellers and of course, look, there's loads more. There's Dermot Cronin from Mill Street. He won the under 18 and uh, they're just amazing storytellers out there now. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. Rian, is it difficult to tell a story well? Like, when you first started, and I can't believe it wasn't even that long ago, and now you're mm. already winning medals, which is fantastic. Mm. Did you find it challenging? Well, at first, it was pretty challenging to keep the audience attention because, like, I wasn't really good at it. Like, I'd do it for, like, maybe my grandparents and my parents first. Like, um, like uh, but then I kind of got... i tell different stories, and I might... Do I might change a few words every other time I did it, or I might um, do a different accent or something, and I just, I just kind of, um, I just as I got better, I found it easier. Mm-hmm. So at first I wasn't that good and it wasn't that easy, but now it's pretty easy. Would you ever forget some of the story in in the process? Oh yeah, I would. <laughs> like I could like just go blank and just remember, uh, just forget like the next line. But then it might it might just come to me, or else I mm. might just improvise. I might just like make up something else mm. that 
I remember I went to a comedy show last year and there was this guy, he wasn't really used to it, but he was trying to tell a joke Mm -hmm. and he got a bit nervous and Mm -hmm. sometimes when nerves come, it takes over you and he had to stop and he said, I can't remember the rest of my joke and he pulled his joke out of his pocket, but I thought it was part of the show (laughs) (laughs) and all I could do was laugh because, you know, that's reality, isn't it, Rian? And these things happen. Michal, you're obviously Rian's father. You must be so proud, but... What's it been like the last few years trying to teach that skill, Tyrion? Um Yeah, I, I suppose to answer your initial question, of course, I'm very proud and um, it's it's a great achievement and we're delighted with Rian. And, and to All-Irelands, really, it was the icing the cake to win something. I'm a musician myself. I can't really take any credit for the storytelling. But uh, I suppose the, the music title as well, was I was delighted with that and that he was playing the single recording. But to get back to the storytelling, it's a craft um, and Reen, to be honest, is just learning the craft. Like we've masters here, like Francis Kennedy and uh, Andreas de Steck and Sir Sonny Egan, the foreign Roman, and Be- and um, uh, Colin Irwin there. He's a, a storyteller from the north of Ireland. And these people, and they're absolutely fantastic. They really are serious performers. So it's it's a lovely scene to be in. Um, we don't claim to be any sort of masters in it. Like Reen is in the under twelve, and he's as I said, he's learning his craft. But it's lovely then to go back to festivals like Reen got a special invite last year to go back to Listowel and sure he was chuffed to bits to get a special invite to perform. And then to see all the adult storytellers, we had a great night's entertainment. Like Reen did his bit and then we sat back and you just you learn so much from the, the adult storytellers who are just so competent and are such really good entertainers. And Francis here is a legend and, and as I said, all the other ones, they're all fantastic. So Reen is learning, he's on the way. But he's loads more to learn. But he's he's really enjoying it, and it's a lovely it's a lovely tradition, and it's lovely to see it being kept alive. Mm-hmm. It's very very important. Rian, what was the first story that got you hooked up on the whole idea of storytelling? That was a very long time ago now. Um, <laughs> I just like I'm not I don't remember the exact story, but I remember like listening to lots of storytellers like Andreas and um, Francis, of course, <laughs> and Sonny and. Um, Colin and loads of other um, really good storytellers. Um, mm-hmm. So they were all my inspirations. <laughs> Francis, what does it mean when you know you hear Rian saying that you plus others have inspired him at his su- such a young age and now he's winning medals? Well, I don't know because a lot of the stories I tell <laughs> young lads as young as him, they shouldn't be listening <laughs> to some of them. <laughs> but you see, inspiration is all around us. You know, like you... Reen has a great turn of phrase with his stories that if you hear one of Reen's stories, you're taken back to Eamon Kelly. You're taken back to the generations behind that went before Eamon Kelly because that all came true in Eamon Kelly and the storytelling we have now. But this was a fireside thing that went on generations and they took words that they heard around the place and they put them, crafted them together. And like Paula, um, his stepmom, has crafted the most wonderful stories for Reen for his age group that he can tell. And gosh, when you hear them, they're all glued to him. He was um, at the Sean McCarthy storytelling as well this year, the McCarthy storytelling event in Fenwick and he was explaining about somebody opening their wallet. What was that line, Rain? Oh yeah, his his wallet was a bit like an onion. Opening it made him cry. <laughs> now, aren't they just amazing words? They're just the turn of phrase. Like and you it is easy enough to be a storyteller in Kerry. 
Mm. because the warts are all around you. It was like the fella coming out of the mess and he rubbing his behind uh, with his hands and the wife was saying, that's no carry on in front of the church. What are you doing that for? Oh, he said, my bum has gone dead. He said, I've been sitting so long listening to that priest rambling on and my bum went to sleep. She said, I believe it. I heard the snore three times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Rian, it's things like that where, you know, you you get people's laughs and you get people's reactions. What does that feel like? Yeah, it's it feels good because, like, you know that they're listening to you, that, like, they're interested in your story. And it just feels good to make someone laugh. Like, if you tell someone a joke or if, like, even it doesn't even have to be about humour. Like, if, like, you might make them, like, interested or they might not want, like, they might want to know, but they might be scared about what's happening next in the story. Or, like, you might leave them on a cliffhanger. Like, and, like, that, I just love that when mm-hmm. you know like they're listening and they're like they're reacting I just love that have you ever attended any rambling houses uh, well I've gone to a good few um, like uh, for example loads of um, the Sean McCarthy weekend mm-hmm. that was um, kind of a that was in a little cottage so mm. it was similar to, to a rambling house and um, there was one in Listowel and mm. uh, there's loads of ones yeah. I say there's loads of them around the county that I would mm-hmm. absolutely love to have the likes of you walking in there now <laughs> and telling a few stories for the night thank you he has young and old intrigued and uh, Look, we're listening to you're listening to this at home on the radio. But if you see his eyes light up when he talks about storytelling, his hands are going, he's explaining. And that's a real storyteller Mm -hmm. because you have to live it. You have to imagine it in your head first. You have to imagine this happening. And he has a wonderful imagination and a great portrayal of stories. Mm -hmm. We're lucky to have him. We sure are. We sure are. Rian, tell us about Paula. She is a very good inspiration for you as well. She is. Uh, so Paula, in case you didn't know, is my stepmom, and she uh, she has a drama school. So I kind of started off with that, and she used to do poetry with all her students, and um, and she, I always just looked up to her because she was so good at it, and um, and when she never did storytelling before, like she met my dad, she didn't even do it up until. Um, uh, just before COVID when she heard other people and then she had to go at it herself. And I was amazed how she'd never done this before and she just magically wrote a story. I say it didn't even take her an hour to write it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, I was just so um, elated for her. It was I was so excited. Even at the age of 11, using big words like that, even at the age of 24, I don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that says it all but it's fantastic you know you have that amazing bond between each other and even the fact like you said to write a story within an hour like mm. that takes time like I couldn't even think of five lines for a- anything really <laughs> you should see me trying to write my opening links for Travels Through a Kingdom it, it takes time <laughs> and we're talking now to Kaya who is who is forward for a great award in radio at the moment oh. and we wish her all the best to look and we're sure that Radio Kerry will sail through with Kaya. We will see. All I know is that we're going to get dressed up and whatever happens That's we'll drink the night away anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but Rian, like that now, you know, you go up to these competitions is it in your head to win or is it in your head to just enjoy the moment? Really it's just to enjoy it and I just always think enjoy it and if you try your best even if if there was three people in it 
and the other three people got first, second and third, I got nowhere. If I felt that I did my story well mm-hmm. and I got the, sto- the audience interested in the judges, I'd just be happy. Uh, now, always winning is just like the icing on the cake or even getting second or third, <laughs> but still just enjoying it. Like if I just kind of went up and I came down and I know I didn't do well, even if I got somewhere, I would I think I really didn't deserve it. Mm. But I always just try my best. Are you your worst critic? Well, I say so, yeah. Yeah, mm. it can be tough at times, but you know what? In times where, you know, there's self-doubt or anything, it can almost bring you higher in life because you realise mm. your weaknesses and you want to work on those. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't recognise those, then you wouldn't be able to win medals mm. or yes. win trophies yeah. or anything like that. Michal, you also brought in two of the trophies and a plaque as well. Um, That's right, yeah. He, he, won two, he won two cups. Um, as he was saying there, he, he, um, he won the miscellaneous under 12 and he got the... I'm, I'm actually I'm so unprepared what was the name of the trophy you're in uh, the <laughs> for, the, for the for the miscellaneous the Noor I think it's the Drogheda CC the Drogheda Coltus Coltori Aaron Cup for his miscellaneous competition wow. and he got uh, and then he for his storytelling he was it's very lucky uh, Nora Butler the Nora Butler Memorial oh. Cup Nora Butler a famous for singer for the storytelling yes. oh Nora so was that's brilliant. very sweet yeah so he got that then and, he, and I suppose I was just telling Francis there before we went on air uh, it's very, very sweet because I think Frances was saying she was the first winner of her trophy mm. in the All-Ireland Storytelling yeah. for over 18s. Yeah. And this is the first year that there's been a trophy presented for the Storytelling under mm. 12. So in other words, when Reen won it last year, he would have just gotten an All-Ireland medal. But this year he got the All-Ireland medal and this lovely trophy, the Nora, Nora Butler mm. Memorial Cup. So, it's, that, lo- so that, it's lovely. That's so it's yours to keep now for... Well, no, for, just for oh, until for the year. plan next year. Yeah. Wow. So it's perpetual. That's perpetual. amazing. And did you have your... Um, Let's say you're my waddy in that now after you won. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Francis, I'm sure you had something else in your cup. Oh, we hit, we hit something in it, all right. <laughs> it was uh, wonderful. Can you uh, remember that feeling when you first won that cup? I mean, my God, I never won under 18. I'm a latecomer to this now. I'm an old stager, so I am. But uh, storytelling is a relatively new um new competition in the flat mm. and that uh, it's only there a few years so it was it was so wonderful to win it it was just amazing amazing to win it because there are so many great storytellers out there and like a competition is only for a few minutes mm. it's you know but storytelling is a lifetime you're listening to people you're you know and you're taking what the <coughs> generations before us have said and you're portraying it mm-hmm. as a story and that uh, I said I'd do it if I could do one of my own stories I wasn't doing uh, straight anybody else and uh, I was delighted it was like a double whammy then my story was good enough to India oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's fabulous that because um, my stories would be a bit risky and like to put ones together that would be suitable, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was delighted. But Sonny Egan, uh, I didn't contest my title the year after. But by God, Sonny has blazed the trail. He has won in the past four years. Mm-hmm. He's taken home the cup. So there's only my name and Sonny Egan's name on the cup. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And... Uh, uh, Sonny is an amazing storytelling t- storyteller, but he, t- he sees turn of phrase as well. And storytelling is becoming um, a thing people wants to want to do now. I think people realise as you know, being proud, maybe Kerry people and Irish people as well. Sorry, Paul. Now I know you're from uh, Mill Street, but <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of makes you realise, you know, 
I'm proud to be from where I am and mm-hmm. to be able to use these phrases day in day out because like that I was in a restaurant a few weeks ago and there was this uh, girl she was from the UK and I was talking to a few of my friends in the bathroom and she said oh my god I love your accent so much whereas we don't really take notice of it but other people love hearing that and I think when you realise other people love it you want to explore it a bit more and and be proud of it and me and you at the age of 11 having such a fine accent a lot of people now young people have American accents they have media Atlantic (laughs) accents you can't make out but it's not just the accent it's um, the turn of phrase it's the way they portray it because um do you know, uh, storytelling, um, we see in the competitions now up the country that ones from up the north might think they have to have a Kerry accent because we see Eamon Kelly as the original mm-hmm. storyteller as such. Whereas Eamon, Eamon was only in a long line, that it's to be natural to their own voices, the thing, mm-hmm. and not be too dramatic, that it's a fireside ease. Mm-hmm. And to speak like you'd be speaking to people around and like when you see the likes of under 12s and they can be the cream of the crop mm. you know they'd put all the old boys and myself to shame <laughs> Rian you have um, a story for us or is it a poem? It's a poem actually Okay tell us a bit about it so I this was one of the um it was for the community games I'm not sure how many years ago um and I performed this in the All Ireland in the community games and I won that too um and it's called Mickey Mill Street so Paula <laughs> wrote it <laughs> and I think you can guess who it's about I um, have a feeling <laughs> well we just got the nickname it's not all about him because some of it's bad but it's um because <laughs> um, uh, that's what people used to call my dad um, <laughs> so. Very good. And you're nice. going to recite that for us now, aren't you? I will. I have a little story. I hope you lend your ear about a man called Mickey Millstreet and the one he called his dear. He was tall and broad in stature, fairly easy on the eye, but a devil. For the whisky, I cannot tell a lie. He played the Irish whistle, tunes of every kind. He played reels and jigs and hornpipes, any tune he could possibly find. He set his sights on Mary, a fine good country lass. Her hair was light and golden, and she walked with an air of class. Her Mickey got the stutters when Mary he did see. His knees, they started shaking, so afraid of her was he. She was the woman he wanted to marry. No other maiden would do. But how'd he get this to carry? Now that's my question for you. One night, as he drank of his whisky, his thoughts started whirling about. My God, says Mickey, I've got it. I know how a lash corrode. You see, she played... The fiddle, or oh, the best music you ever could hear, and with the 
Though we shall end the fiddle together, says Mickey. So I will do a bit of a diddly dee, my dear. <laughs> so, the Friday night that followed, our Mickey got all dressed up. He was ready to woo his lady after he had a drop of the good stuff. Down he went to Mary and knocked upon her door. She looked a bit taken back as he uttered the following words. Oh, oh, Mary, with the golden hair, you're a beauty, it is true. Will you play a tune with me? And I'll play one with you. Well, Mary thought a little while. Then her fiddle, she did get. She looked at him with a sweetly smile. Come on, let's start, my pet. Well, the music, it started soaring. A nicer sound you never heard. Our Mickey and his Mary played a duet like a, like a, like a singing bird. Then the magic happened. They locked eyes across the room. Cupid struck his arrow as they played their lovely tune. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, Francis. Brilliant. Good. Very good. Rian, that was great to see you tell a story because I realise there's so much hands, there's so much yeah. engagement. It's not just talking, it's mm-hmm. not just telling a story. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I really try to involve the audience with... Um, I love to, like... Um, do more than just talk especially like I facial expression hand movements I I walked around a bit like I might start over this side of the room and I might finish over the other side like and um there's so it's not it's most people think it's just talking or just um just like kind of changing your tone of voice or whatever it's so much more than that Mm-hmm. Where where did you kind of learn that basis then? You know, the whole movement, the whole knowing that it's not just sitting down telling a story and hoping someone will win and judge. From watching loads of other storytellers do it, like in all the competitions and all, on YouTube, on my stepmom doing it, like she, and like that especially was also in poetry too. Like when before, ever before storytelling, she always used to tell me, it's so much more than just talking. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just from just watching all the other storytellers do it. Mm-hmm. Michal, also, uh, how do you enjoy that story? Do you like it? Or <laughs> yeah, it's, it does a little bit of, uh, it's a little bit autobiographical, I think, is it? A little bit, um, with, with slight adaptations. I, I suppose, um, yeah, you see, what I suppose we decided today for Reen to do a recitation. Now, it was a story he obviously did in the flag hole, but I suppose the story would go on for eight minutes, and I suppose it's... it's uh, it's it's difficult maybe to keep a person's attention for eight minutes, but um, I suppose Reen is as I said he's learning all the time from from everyone um, by watching all the masters in action. And I suppose another thing that's really important, like it's lovely to come back with trophies and all that, and it's lovely, and especially for a child. But I think what's even much more important is the friendships that you make from it. Uh, and and I have to commend all the adult storytellers. They've been so nice. They've welcomed him into the fold. Francis there, Sonny is very nice to him. As I said, Colin, there's Dick B, Mission Cork, Andreas de Stack, he's coming down, I think, to Kerry. He's down to Tralee in November. He's doing a storytelling tour. 
they've all been so nice. So I suppose it's not just about the trophies and the prizes. As I said, when you were a child, it's all, that's lovely. The trophies mean a lot to you and all that. But it's the friendships and the memories and the crack. Uh, and they're they're just such a warm, welcoming bunch. It's it's really nice to see. Um, you know, my wife Paula was just saying like that in the All Ireland storytelling competition, the dynamic is very unusual in that they're all willing each other on. You know, in, in the senior competition now, that they're all kind of encouraging each other. There's no kind of competitive element. They're all supporting each other. And they all laugh at each other's jokes and the quips and the whole lot. And it's lovely to see that. So mm. I suppose it's just a lovely kind of a community to be involved in. And we're delighted to kind of got into it. Um, and I said, they're just such nice, warm, welcoming people. And it's lovely to have that. Finally, Irene, what does the future hold? Well, I'd love to be like a storyteller in the future and a musician. I just love that. But I also just love acting too. I love, like, I just, uh, I would love to be teaching music or maybe um, maybe doing some drama classes or storytelling classes or something. I'd love to do that too. And there might be a chance we'll see you on Fair City, so or <laughs> in EastEnders or in, or in the cinemas at some point as well. <laughs> Francis, any, any final words? Oh, we'll be we'll be seeing him across the water in the big screen. So <laughs> we will, because he has so much at the moment, and he's still under twelve. You can imagine the craft that he will learn over over the next ten years. I'll tell you that ain't an actor in Hollywood that'll be able to compete. With this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's so wonderful that storytelling is alive with the youth. Like there are so many wonderful storytellers. Uh, in the underage now and in the teenage years and that's it's so great that this old art it's still alive and it's a confidence building thing as well mm-hmm. that they can tell a story there and that gee I'm able to do it <laughs> it gives them confidence when they're going forward giving presentations at work <coughs> it works in everything every field of their life and storytelling is alive and well all over the country and getting that confidence at a young age is the key to your life. And I can guarantee you that. Thank you. Reen, you have a, a poem to recite to us as well about today. I um, do. You might get that ready for us and we'll finish out with that one, OK? Perfect. Good day to you people of Kerry. Or the airwaves, I meet you today. I'm just so excited to be here. I've a few little verses to say. I'm just a young lad from the kingdom, but two honours I won in Westmead. A champion of music and stories. The success I could scarcely believe. The flower was simply magic, full of good fun and crack. I made memories and friendships to cherish. I just cannot wait to go back. I'm here today with a legend, a true master of our craft, Francis, a storytelling hero, delivering all with personality and class. (laughs) My dad is my music teacher. Alongside me, he sits here today. He's my mentor, a motivator, (laughs) a musical genius, dare I say. So farewell now, Kaya and listeners. 
to be on this show was surely a joy. We've travelled through a kingdom. I'm a lucky Kerry boy. Ooh, Thank fantastic. You. Thanks.